This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield IMG College under the broadcasting rights granted by the University of Louisiana Monroe. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the expressed written consent of ULM and Learfield IMG College. Announcers are provided by Learfield IMG College and approved by ULM. Sports Properties, a property of Learfield IMG College, brings you Hawk Talk. Hawk Talk is brought to you by Anheuser-Busch, Bancor South, Brookshire's, CenturyLink, Coca-Cola, Edward Via College of Osteopathic Medicine, First National Bank, Iberia Bank, Louisiana Lottery, and Warhawk Sports Properties. Hawk Talk is on the air. Here's ULM head football coach Matt Viator and the voice of the Warhawks, Nick White. Good to catch up with uh, Coach Matt Viator here for our another edition of Hawk Talk brought to you by Walk-Ons as uh, ULM coming off of a uh, tough loss again against Appalachian State, uh, 31-13. to This week, the Warhawks will travel to Atlanta to get set to take on the Panthers of Georgia State. Uh, Coach, we, we go into this football game against uh, Appalachian State and, uh, you know, <laughs> score score is not what we wanted, no doubt. Um, but, but I do come away, I feel like, a little bit, you know, more encouraged in that um, play here, play there, catch here, catch here. And this, this is a completely different football game, and, and I'm certainly – the eternal optimist, I feel like at some point it's all going to click and, and we're going to get this thing going in the right direction. I mean, well, I, hope, I certainly hope so. And it's not like that, you know, we aren't working hard to try to accomplish that. But, um, you know, it's, again, I mean, I go back to it and, you know, and it's, you know, our jobs put them in position to be successful. And, you know, we certainly had our chances. And, uh, look, they got a really good football team. So yeah. I'm not saying what the – result would have been or whatever but we certainly had some chances in, in the first half you know to make one make one of them or make a couple of them and you know and and we're right there you know and stuff and and putting the pressure on them going into the second half and and now uh, in the third quarter but it just didn't happen I think you know that I can turn back to that I think the three PIs on third down are killers you know to Big give time. them to give them extra possessions and keep going and then what another three times I think he scrambled Zach did and got a first down so I mean it's just you know I think those things are very very frustrating obviously they frustrate the players the coaches the fans I'm sure everybody but you know we feel like um, you know certainly we got closer and we were closer to possibly being you know competing the way we want to but it just didn't uh, didn't work out yeah and early in that ball game we have a you know I feel like had a pretty good chance to score and drop uh, drop pass there and I love the play call with Peterson ran it last year I believe against Memphis uh, maybe against somebody else as well and, and you know had a chance right there for the big catch downfield and then obviously Josh Josh Johnson whenever he went down uh, from our vantage point looked like he, he was going to take that thing to the house um, I guess let's go there and, and, and with Josh um, you know you hate to see the injury you know he's been battling all, all fall camp uh, what's kind of his his mentality right now uh, after that, you know, looked like his best burst that I've seen this year, and then obviously uh, it appears his hamstring went out on him. Yeah, I mean that's. I think it was second or third day of camp, you know, and so and that, that's really the thing with with, with Josh and uh, 
you know, I know he's been frustrated, but, you know, he had the toe and really affected him in off season and got no, no spring ball. Even the few days we went out, he didn't get it and, you know, was able to come back here and report back here in July and started kind of working and got hurt. I think the, I think it was the second day possibly, maybe second or third of August practice, pulled his hamstring, missed the whole time. And, you know, Josh really didn't get back in, you know, after our break and then the, the all the COVID situation. He really got uh, start back to the Tuesday of Army, you know, trying to, to get back. And I'm with you. I mean, it, you know, he's hit a couple. And, boy, he hit it. I mean, he hit it with a burst. And, that you know, that was, I guess, really, other than him getting hurt, the really disappointing thing. Yeah. If he looked closer to – what you think, you know, he can be on, on that particular run, the speed he hit it with, he just ran right by that one guy, you know, the the, the safety that was left, and then, you know, took it straight and ran right by him and took it straight to the outside. But the schedule's different this week, Nick, you know, in the, in the sense that, you know, we can't do anything tomorrow for election day. We can't do anything countable. So we went out and practiced this morning, and obviously he wasn't able to practice. But he is moving around a little bit. He did have a smile on his face. Well, that's good. You know, was kind of bouncing around, so – you know, well, I think we'll know more by Wednesday. Well, and I know, you know, he's a guy that, that's put a lot into this senior campaign. And, you know, I watched him at halftime uh, while you guys are in there in the locker room. He's doing everything he can to get out there uh, on the field. So I, I know, uh, just know him a little bit that I know, and I know you know him better than I do. Uh, he's going to do everything he can to try to get, get himself right and get back on that football field this year. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'd heard that from multiple people that um, – and the um, – Coach Jacobs told me that our strength coach that he was they were going to stay out. He just kind of told me that because you know Ben normally gets the kids up and, and watches the clock and hey look I'm going to stay out. So he kind of alerted me of that. And yeah. then I heard from from uh, you and Mike and multiple people and uh, you know that at the half I mean he was out there trying to get. But I mean that doesn't surprise me. He's a competitor and uh, you know apps the best in our league and he wanted to be in there and uh so that doesn't surprise me he made some changes on the offensive line as far as depth chart hirsch uh no he's played a lot but he got the first start what was your assessment of the way the offensive line played there on saturday you know i thought we did a lot better and uh i, I think you know when you go back and look at the tape i mean you know i threw a lot at us and stuff and i thought we handled some things really good and uh you know had had some movement and uh, they're really talented but um you know we Went with Hirsch and give him a shot again. You know he's a kid that transferred in here and and really hasn't hasn't been with us really enough to uh, you know to uh, to really be what we think he can be. But uh, I thought he handled himself well. The best drive I think of the year happened. Uh, you know, it scored. You know, at the nine thirty mark of the second quarter, seventeen plays, seventy six yards, eight forty one off the clock. I mean, that, I know that. Down fourteen nothing, made it fourteen seven at that point. But man, that was as good as a drive as we've seen this year. I know uh, we want to see more of that in the future. Your your thoughts on what really worked well in that drive for your football team? I thought we mixed it up pretty good, and uh, you know we're able to uh, mix the run in the pass and um, and gotten a pretty good rhythm. You know, and and but we had talked about it, you know, as a staff, and I think you and I talked about it last week, Nick. That's how. You know, you beat somebody like Appalachian State, you control the clock, you control well, – unfortunately, we couldn't do it enough. But it certainly, I think, helped us, not only our offense, but it helped our defense at that point of the game to be on the sidelines for eight or nine minutes plus TV timeouts and, you know, the whole deal and stuff. So, anyway, but I think in the drive also, I think we also converted a fourth down. Yep, sure You did. know, which, 
which, which helped us. Third downs, uh, actually, we were better percentage-wise than they were. And statistically, they were the best team uh, App State was on third down, and, and we were down at the bottom there. But uh, you know, did better of them than that. And you you referenced Thomas. I think he. I think I said told you post game four, but I think he had three of the four third down, and they were third and longs, and he got them with his legs. That's just. I was. I think you and was it you? I think Nick. We were talking and after the game, and I was commenting because a couple of the coaches commented, you know, dang, it's third down, and he just takes off running. And, yeah. of course, then I made the comment, well, that's what people felt like playing us. Oh, no doubt. The last that's three or four exactly. years when Caleb would take off, when you think you got him and you force him in a third long, and then you have a quarterback that takes off running. But um, he's a gifted player. You know, we talked about after the game. Uh, he's to a point now in his career the game looks easy for him. I mean, it doesn't even look like he's... Well, it looked exactly like Caleb last year. I mean, it was just slowed down for him. Everything is slowed down for him, and uh, he makes good decisions. He's got really good players around him yep. and a really good offensive line and run game around him. But uh, he just seems to... Uh, and he did against Arkansas State the night I watched him on TV. He's just going to make the plays when he has to make them. And uh, unfortunately, uh, you count the those three scrambles, and the three pass interference calls that kept drives going, and that really hurt us. No question about that. We'll take our first break. We'll talk about the defensive side and a lot of a lot of fresh faces uh, getting some opportunities there on that side of the ball. We'll talk with Coach Coach V about that and uh, start to uh, look ahead to this Saturday, the trip to Atlanta to take on Georgia State. You're listening to Hawk Talk, brought to you by Walk-Ons here on the Warhawk Radio Network from Learfield IMG College. Let's go back to Hawk Talk with ULM head football coach Matt Viator and the voice of the Warhawks, Nick White. Welcome back to Hawk Talk, brought to you by Walk-Ons as we continue to discuss this past Saturday's game against Appalachian State, a 31-13 win for the Mountaineers over ULM. Coach uh, let in or talked about going out of the last segment about defense, and whenever I got the updated uh, depth chart, I guess uh, late Thursday night, um, I said, whew, hey, there's already a lot, a lot of youth there and uh, even more there because of some of the circumstances that are out there. Uh, I know the statistically the numbers probably don't look that great, but what I'm seeing from our vantage point high up there at Malone Stadium is I'm seeing a lot of young guys throwing in some tough situations and they're playing their tails off, and they're they're really getting that baptism by fire. Um, and I, you know, I'm encouraged by that. Really, just to see the way these guys are playing and learning. I kind of equate it to whenever I guess Bunny and and Strader a few years ago they were freshmen, kind of thrown out there and uh, reap the benefits later on down the line. Your thoughts on how your young guys are really adapting to to the level of play they're they're getting to right now? I mean, it's been. Uh certainly been interesting, you know, to watch. I think any time you play freshmen and, uh, you know, they're going to do really good things and then they're going to they're gonna mess up and do some stuff. But I, I'll give them credit. I mean, they, you know, play with good effort and, you know, trying to do what we ask them to do. And um, it's just, you know, it's just one of those years. We went out Tuesday and Wednesday practice, you know, and Travion Webster was actually out. We were fortunate he played in the game, didn't play as much as he had, but he did play Hunter Smith missed Tuesday and Wednesday. Fortunate to get him back Thursday, and of course Keyshawn Johnson missed the whole week. And hoped, we hoped to get Keyshawn back here, but uh, looked out there for most of the practice. When we do some good on good stuff, the offense against the defense, and you know we have two true freshmen playing linebacker and uh, Taylor Bell and uh, Javarian Jenkins. But 
you know, hey, they got in the game uh, the other night. They had to. We just couldn't play Travion as many snaps yeah. as what he has been playing. Hunter Smith, again, missed some practice time. You don't want to just throw a kid out there and ask him to play 60 or 70 snaps after they didn't practice the whole week. And uh, and we Keyshawn out. So, you know, we threw him in there. And then, of course, also, too, you know, Bobby Bell, you know, got hurt yep. in the South Owl game. So he's out for the year, unfortunately for us. But um, anyway, you know, we – we had uh, four less linebackers than we had the week before yeah. for most of the week, and uh, so it's just a different situation. Defensive line, you got Mason, you got Fisher, um, you got Pointer, you got Ellis. I mean, you know, just once again, those guys continued, to, and I'm, I might be leaving somebody out. I don't have the chart right Marcus in front of me. Moore. Marcus Moore, yeah, and and, um, and Lede as well. I mean, the, these guys are, are you know, trying to figure it out out there, and, and, and I look at the programs they come from, you know, Allen, Texas. I mean, the these guys play big time football. West Orange, so, Stark. Uh, I mean, they, yeah. these are these are some some big time programs. So uh, I feel like their, their ability to adapt and get ready is, has probably been helped by by the programs they came from. I mean, they've been doing really good, and uh, you know we're excited. Uh, we, you know, they they are what we thought they were going to be. I guess is the you know I guess cliche, but they are. I mean, you know, when they came in, you know, you hope to get. A guy like Elijah Fisher, you know, who comes, you know, from Allen, and Seth Mason, who comes from Allen, and Quincy Leday, who comes from West Orange Stark, and you know, you get guys from better programs that have, that have obviously been through the trials and the tribulations of, of a season. And uh, but hey, you know, we thought we thought we we got some really good players when we signed them, and it, it's good to see that they are. Your defense at the end of the first half, uh, you know, they're they're putting together a nice drive and. I got to admit, Mike and I were both extremely surprised they ran the football uh, on the play they did. I'm glad they did. And, uh, you know, our guys really stepped up there at the end of the half. What was the controversy that was going on down there? That's, that's where we don't have tag or we don't have our guys down there. It's hard for us to get the information. What, what was the controversy that was going on and why the delay of sending you guys to the locker room? I don't think uh, – and I don't know. I mean, I don't – you know, I'm just going by and, uh, you know, I didn't have a – discussion with with the officials but i think they were just trying to make sure it was right to be honest with you but um look i mean there i thought the time it ran out you know plus you have to have two or three seconds to be able to to down it anyway right three seconds right to be able to down it anyway so i just think it was it was a you know a time in the game and i you know i don't know like i said i didn't talk to them but i think you know they in my mind what they were doing and kind of like they did at the end of the game with us and Georgia Southern. I mean, it's obviously a big play, and it's a crucial yeah. play, and I think they were just making sure they got it right. Yeah, it, it was triple zeros. I, obviously, I think they looked at it, too, but it's it, the, the end of the field they were going to. You don't have the the game clock on that end, but uh, I was able to peek and, and see it out of my uh, corner of my eye that uh, they didn't get the snap ball. But I, I like that. It was a big, big stand, and, uh, you know, certainly – uh, one of those moments I think you could continue to build on on that, that side of the football. And no question. And, uh, yeah, I was a little – but that's how – you know, look, that's how football. I mean, they think they can run the football on anybody at any time. And uh, so – but it was a big stop for us. And then, you know, Kilo Sweeney made a great play off the backside, you know, of the play-action pass. And, uh, you know, because Zach Thomas didn't have what he wanted to pass the game. He was tucking it and running it. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, for Kilo, for Kilos to, to hit him, you know, catch him from the backside was a big play. Uh, Ty Shelby uh, continues, you know, we talk about these young guys, but, but you know, that's a senior that's really just laying it all out there. Uh, and I know he got a little bit banged up in this football game, but but he made some big-time plays out there at his defensive end position. Yeah, he continues to do that. And uh, it's unfortunate that, you know, he ended up getting hurt in the third quarter. And, you know, we'll 
we'll see with him. You know, I don't, I don't know yet. But, uh, no, I'm just – can't say enough about he and you know you take a guy like Ty Shelby and Mason Hussman you know who I mean them guys have graduated and you know and just you know want to be here like Monroe you know like their teammates and stuff and get out there and come every day and work hard and uh, you know just uh, I hate to use that word in college athletics but they're professionals I mean they they get it they get the whole thing and uh, it's great to have guys like that around. I got to know him whenever he was on basketball. You know, you know, it's harder to get to know your football guys, but basketball is less guys, but uh, great kid. And sure. uh, I, I, I think the, that year of basketball has helped him on that football field as well. Tremendous young man. I mean, tremendous young man. I mean, I look, I mean, he, I can't, we couldn't ask for any more than, than what we've got from Ty. Like I said, I mean, he's graduated a, a while ago, you know, as has Mason and stuff. Of course, Mason is since we've been here, has uh, married his high school sweetheart, and you know they have a child and live right there across the street. And uh, but just both of them are incredible people. Uh, final thing on uh, on this game and special teams, and you know did, did nice in the the kick game. Uh, I want to mention Sparks. Uh, I believe a sixty seven yard punt in there. Yeah. That's equated to me and my wife. I outkicked his coverage a little bit there, like I did with my wife. But me too, uh, man. Uh, I didn't know he, I didn't know he had that kind of a boomer in him, but uh, that that was an impressive kick there for that young man you know, in, a, in a tough spot. Sure, he's a really talented uh, kid, and uh, we th- certainly think he has a uh, bright future. Again, got thrown in maybe a little quicker, you know, than what you would uh, that you, what you would want to do. But with uh, Porter's injury and stuff, and you know, I mean, I watch him every day. I mean, you know, Jared's still trying to help him and still coaches him and still doing all you know all those things, but. Uh, I think he's got a lot of talent, Nick. I mean, you can see that in stuff. But, uh, yeah, the only thing I would have liked better if the ball would have rolled forward rather than just kind of popping yeah, up there and, back then, a little bit. and then there wouldn't have been a return. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you know, anytime you kick it that far and they go at it, you outkick your coverage. But, you know, you give them give the returner time to run forward and survey the field. You know, you just, you know, you hold your breath. The final thing on that game, I thought that was going to be it. But uh, that last drive, you mentioned in your press conference today that uh, it was just important to, to get some momentum one. But also, you just don't get two-minute drill opportunities like you have right there in a live game situation. And look, got a touchdown uh, to walk off and uh, build off, on, off of going into this football game against Georgia State. Yeah, I mean, I don't. You know, and we were talking about it at press conference. I mean, not so much for the momentum or the score. I mean, I don't know. I'm, uh, I guess I'm old school with that. You know, momentum's tomorrow's practice. You know, and but I think it's important because one of the hardest things to simulate is two minute drill. You know, when you but when you're in a situation like that, you have officials and you have the clock and you have all the elements there. Timeouts. You got all. You have timeouts and stuff. But you know, when you do it in practice, you know, I'm usually the referee keeping the one of the managers are keeping the clock and then the managers are spotting the ball and then you know and you're doing it and if we're out on the practice fields there's no clock anywhere around I don't know it's yeah. just not it's not the same as when you can get in a situation and we we're in a situation both times at George Southern first half and the end of the game and did a pretty good job of running it yep. but this is the only other opportunity we've gotten to do it We'll take our final break, come back, and uh, talk about Georgia State, the trip to Atlanta to take on the Panthers. You're listening to Hawk Talk, brought to you by Walk-Ons here on the Warhawk Radio Network from Learfield IMG College. Let's go back to Hawk Talk with ULM head football coach Matt Viator and the voice of the Warhawks, Nick White. Welcome back. Our final segment here with Coach Matt Viator is the uh, Warhawks getting set to head to Atlanta to take on Georgia State. And uh, obviously, Georgia State, Coastal Carolina, 
Uh, I didn't get to watch any of it because my kids had football games Saturday morning. I had to run, take a quick shower, and get here to the stadium. But I get here to the stadium, and I pull up this, the score app, and I'm like, good night. What has happened here? So I'm going to ask you because I have not been able to watch that game. Um, what was different for Georgia State in the 51 nothing loss to Coastal Carolina compared to their first four football games this year where they've been very competitive? They just got behind fast. And, uh, you know, and – and we were talking about that earlier. I mean, I can relate. You know, you, they just got behind really fast. And uh, the first drive they had was, was pretty impressive. Uh, they, they went uh, third and two. They didn't convert. I thought they might actually go for it. But they had a modest field goal, and the, the young man hit the upright, and they missed it. So I actually saw that part of it. And then, you know, the last thing I heard, you know, we went to pregame and did all that. And uh, the last I heard, whatever, was 34 to nothing at the half. But if you go back and watch the film, it was 21 nothing pretty early. Coastal hit a couple plays. Georgia State turned it over. Coastal scored. Georgia State turned it over. Coastal scored. And then, you know, look, from a play-calling standpoint, because they've been really good on offense. But, man, once you get behind that fast and, you know, and you're not just, I, I don't know, it just seems like, you know, kids press, coaches press, and uh, just – Definitely doesn't look the way he thought it was going to look. Their quarterback, Brown, we saw him in the second half last year because Ellington went down with that, that knee injury. And you know, I go back to that. You hated it for, for Ellington, who I think is on their staff as he a is. GA now. Um, but I thought he was the player of the year at that point, you know, coming into to our game. And obviously with the injury, he didn't get to win that award. But Brown uh, had had his moments here against us, but but has really settled in this year. 947 yards, nine touchdowns, can run with the football. I've watched a couple of their games, and uh, I can just see his progression from, you know, what I saw in the second half against us last year to what he's doing now. Oh, I agree 100%. And uh, he certainly had some really good games this year. I mean, that Arkansas State game was impressive the east carolina game i thought it handled himself really well against lafayette you know took him to overtime and stuff but uh it's just one of those guys nigging beat you multiple ways and uh you know he's uh he looks unorthodox sometimes doing it he throws the ball from every angle that you can imagine but uh he's a competitor and uh he's hard to handle they got some names that that you know we talk about guys and whenever you're in the league you know any sport you see guys and they're they seem like they're there forever but you know Destin Coates he's been there forever um Sam Pinckney has been there forever that running back and uh coach running back Pinckney uh receiver and um but they they just you know have been pretty consistent there lost Ellington as we mentioned but uh, those guys have really been been some of the leaders on their offensive side been very productive um coach has obviously Pinckney is a bigger guy that uh, really good player. I don't know his name, but 45, the tight end, seemed like he's been there forever. I believe Roger Carter is that. Yeah, he makes, you know, he's a good football player. Yeah, Roger Carter. And uh, But it seems like because uh, he, he caught a ball several years ago. The last time we went to Georgia State. Two right years out, ago, yep. Like the third, fourth play of the game. Caught a big ball down there on us and stuff. But, um, no, they're good players, and uh, their offensive line's been around a while also. I mean, the <laughs> the names of the, of the guys. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it just um, – you know, they've certainly been productive. Offensively, aside from the Coastal game, they've been outstanding. Defensively, they have given up, you know, some, some points and some, some numbers in there. What are you seeing on that side of the ball that's different from previous years? I think that uh, defensively, it seemed like this year they're pressuring more. I mean, they're trying to, uh, you know, they've predominantly been a split safety team. Ben don't break, but uh, this year has been a little bit different. I mean, they uh, surprised me, too, even in the Arkansas State game with the talented receivers that Arkansas State has. They pressured and played a lot more man than they have in the past, so that's the biggest difference, Nick. I mean, 
their their base defense is what they've been doing the whole time. It just seems like they're blitzing and stunning a little bit more out of that defense. They've always uh, seemed to be solid. They've had you know years best some of the best kickers and punters in there. But they do have some different names there. What are you seeing in the special teams game for them? Just you know, good players and uh, kickers really good. And uh, you know he's preseason accolades and all that, but he's a really good player. Uh, punter's done a good job. I mean, they don't. Uh, this one's not seeming to get the role that the other one got. You know, the other one was the rugby member that yeah. led the nation. In yeah. But um, anyway, I mean, they're, you know, they're good in special teams. Uh, they don't have necessarily the dynamic returner they had, but I mean, you know, they still they still can do some damage there. This is, uh, uh, I guess, the most unique place for us to go play uh, in the league, and that uh, it's a converted Olympic stadium to baseball stadium down to a football stadium. Uh, it's the toughest for me in my job because uh, I got an end zone view that uh, it's not not really conducive for broadcasting a football game but we have to make the best uh, your thoughts on that and just uh, the differences of this stadium compared to other places that we play at you know it was only there that one time and uh, we I think the dressing situation is a little different dressing there. situation was interesting yeah it was interesting and uh, but uh, it was adequate and uh, I'm really to be honest with you I'm more concerned I talked to the players yesterday and um you know the 11 o'clock kickoff and yeah, but we've been through it already and you know when the liberty game it's, it was the same thing and so hopefully hopefully we'll do a little bit better job of it. it's just different yeah. you know for guys and you know you're used to doing things a certain way and then all of a sudden i mean when you get up i mean it's you know it's pre-game meal and i mean it, it's buckle up time walk through get on the bus let's get you know and stuff and uh you know there's just not many players especially from our our part of the you know the region here and stuff that uh, that we do that very often uh and, and also with this trip and and this is stuff even in you know fall camp i know y'all like to do stuff as team building activities and just haven't been able to do that this year but uh we're going to go to the college football hall of fame as i understand on friday on the way in uh in there into atlanta i've been there a couple of times i always stay at the hotel uh right across the street for basketball the embassy suites right there so I, i've been there a couple of times uh, I think these guys are in for a treat to be able to go and just learn about the history of our great game. Well, that's where we're staying again, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, we're staying close to yeah, there. Everything's downtown there. But now we're excited about it. A little bit disappointed. You know, we had scheduled some things with our players, and um, one of them is we were going to go to the King Center, and uh, we were going to go to the National Civil Rights Museum uh, in Selma on the way to Montgomery. I've when done we were, that before, when we, were, when we were playing Troy. Of course, the Troy game got canceled. But the uh, King Center is actually still closed for COVID. And so, anyway, we were fortunate to uh, kind of change the plans there, call the College Football Hall of Fame, got us a tour. And uh, so I'm excited. Like I said, we were supposed to go to the King Center, but, you know, hopefully this is uh, the players will get a lot out of this too. And uh, it's just good to, to do some things as a team. We're looking forward to this trip back to Atlanta to take on Georgia State uh, early. Uh, breakfast with uh, yours truly and Mike McGee this Saturday. Uh, we'll hit the air at 10 a.m. on uh, the Bud Light countdown to kickoff on KLIP 105.3 FM with the kickoff just a little bit past uh, 11 a.m. Central Time. Hey, the best part of this is, uh, you know, no matter what, in that recliner watching some college football uh, Saturday night. I love it. 
<laughs> I get excited about that. So it's yeah. always good stuff. Coach, thanks a lot. Uh, always good to visit with you, and uh, good luck here against the Panthers on Saturday. Thanks, Nick. I want to thank all the folks involved uh, with putting on our show, the good folks at uh, the radio people and uh, KMLB, John Lewandowski, our media relations director. And, uh, of course, want to thank Coach Matt Viator as well. I'm Nick White. You've been listening to Hawk Talk, brought to you by Walk-Ons here on the Warhawk Radio Network. From Learfield IMG College. Hawk Talk has been brought to you by Anheuser-Busch, Bancor South, Brookshire's, CenturyLink, Coca-Cola, Edward Via College of Osteopathic Medicine, First National Bank, Iberia Bank, Louisiana Lottery, and Warhawk Sports Properties. This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield IMG College under the broadcasting rights granted by the University of Louisiana Monroe. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the expressed written consent of ULM and Learfield IMG College. Announcers are provided by Learfield IMG College and approved by ULM. The proceeding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the ULM Sports Network.